episode of Getting Weird with Daria and Christine. And today we're going to be talking about dreams and dream interpretation. Uh, but first, let's check in. Daria, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the dream stuff because that was kind of a fun experiment. Um, kind of just having a pretty uneventful week, even though I say that every week. Not really anything too crazy happening on this end. Just kind of trying to get back to normal a little bit more as things opening up. We've been kind of venturing out and like, you know, going to restaurants and sitting on patios away from people and just, you know, trying to not be too high contact, but also trying to support our local businesses and all those sort of things so yeah it's been an interesting transition time what about you um yeah this week's been good i i um i had a dentist appointment this morning and i don't really do very well with the dentist as actually like i can tough out so many things but there's I usually have to take something to go to the dentist. So I apologize. It's, it's probably, I took a benzo before I went to the dentist. So oh. I'm like a little. You're just going to be so um, relaxed. It's, I, I totally get why people <laughs> get it, get addicted to benzos because it's like. Just like, great. Yeah. I was driving to the dentist and a, um, I was like right on time. And then this really slow, long train crossed in front of me and I, I sat there for about eight minutes and I ended up being late for my appointment and I just didn't even care like usually I get a little I don't like yeah. being late no. and, and I get a little you know anxious about it but I was just super chill but the um I actually should probably talk to my doctor because I only get a prescription for benzos specifically to go to the dentist and to have dental work done and it's an extremely long acting benzo. So it's got a 12 hour half light. Whoa. So I'm still like riding that initial wave. So if I'm a little slow or <laughs> who knows, it might make, might make the podcast better. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It's just going to be so chill. Super chill. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've uh, just been getting ready. I'm going on a trip. We're going on like a 10 day camping trip. And we're tentatively going to Southwest Colorado, although there's some fires going on down there. There's a pretty bad drought. A lot of the reservoirs are low. So, uh, and we're doing a fishing trip. So we might have to reroute our plan. So I'm just trying to get everything done so we can look at some, some plan Bs and even some plan Cs should um, an issue arise. I know that like, we, we really want to stay in Colorado and I, governors urging people to stay within Colorado because a lot of the surrounding states, their COVID cases are spiking, I'm sure you saw that. So um, some, some states are even rolling back their openings right now. So just to be, be cautious, we're going to stay in uh, Colorado. Uh, we're going to pretty much have everything we need with us. I think there'll maybe be one time we'll need to visit a grocery store. Uh, but everything else we'll have, we'll have on, on the truck. So very little contact. It'll be great. Can't uh -huh. wait to get out 
in the woods. Yeah, that'll be nice to get away. I'm excited for you. Yeah, there's something very invasive about going to the dentist. Sorry to all the dentists out there. But just like putting stuff in your mouth is just such a personal space. And, you know, I feel like they don't really acknowledge that. They're just like, here I come, you know? Well, and I've always had this extreme dental anxiety. And I started looking up, this was several years ago, I looked up some studies. I'm like, why is this? What is it about? And actually, women who have been... Um, sexually traumatized have a higher rate of dental anxiety because you're yeah you're on your back you're basically upside down you can't move and then someone's in one of your you know in an orifice usually a man usually a man it totally makes sense and (laughs) I feel like you know I just have always preferred having a female dentist you know Mm -hmm. it's just such an invasive experience I can imagine if you have that history yeah yeah sorry dentists sorry my, my dentist's pretty cool though she's like she's super you know like to the point and I wouldn't say she's like the most she's not like ultra sensitive to everybody's traumas and things but she'll just like tell it like it is and so I appreciate that about her but yeah it's hard definitely yeah, I'm sure I there's just... a lot of people who've had some icky oh dental experiences. Oh my god. And then you read those stories about like dentists that anesthetize their patients and then like molest them and do all kinds Ugh. of things. So there's yeah. just not not a lot of good press, I think, for dentists Poor either. Dentists. But I, I'm sure I, there's some I, really good, nice dentists out there. I found one. I had to go through this is my since I moved back to Boulder, this is my fourth fourth dentist. And so far, this has been the best experience that I've had. So I'm going to stick with, I like the hygienist, I like the dentist, so. But I still have to take a little something just to take the edge off, or I'm just like, I get like a migraine because my shoulder, you know, I hold so much tension. So I'm still working on it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Everything good? I don't have any cavities or No anything? cavities. No cavities. Woo! Yep. Nice. My gums look great. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, should we just get to it? I'm really excited Jeez. to talk about this. Yeah. So was it, so you've done a lot of dream work before, so you've done something like this before, but it was so hard for me to write right when I woke up, I just couldn't make my brain and my hand work very well. So I was showing Christine on the video, but my notes are just, they look like an insane person wrote them. They sociopath. Look, sociopath. Yeah, candidate. like <laughs> they're so messy and not even messy. They're just barely legible and all different sizes. And so, yeah, that was kind of the hardest part for me was just, oh my gosh, I just wanted to sleep and not write. And I had to get so much gumption, really just the fact that we were going to talk about it on the show was what made me like I have to remember this yeah because I was like I am not gonna have anything to talk about if I just go back to sleep so but yeah it what it's so fascinating how much you remember right when you wake up and how quickly you can just feel it already just fading away except if something is really impactful then you just remember that bit but yeah 
yeah, I usually, there was one day that I woke up and I was like, oh, I'll remember this. And I fell back, fell back asleep. And it was gone. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Back, but. Yeah, it's such a bizarre part of your brain or function of your brain, I should say. Yeah. Dreaming. Yeah, so uh, I'll just kind of tell you my experience with it. So the last three, let's see, one, two, three, yeah, last three nights, I had pretty obvious dreams. You know how some nights you're not sure if you dreamed or not, but these last three nights, I think maybe just during the week of just trying to pay attention to my dreams, the last three nights, I was much more clear when I woke up, if that makes sense. I knew that I had dreamed and I knew what I had dreamed about. And I wonder if every night I'm dreaming like that, but it's just not at the forefront of my mind to try and remember it. So it was kind of like you were saying when we were discussing it last week, you kind of, you practice remembering your dreams. So I definitely felt that effect and day after day it got more pronounced. And there was almost a theme through the last three nights that I remembered, they were all totally different and just wacky. You know how dreams just make no sense. So I'm not even gonna try and explain them, but all of them included people that I knew in high school or college. And they all had this feeling of being young and all the awkwardnesses and uncomfortable emotions and thoughts and feelings that I experienced when I was younger were present in the dream. And I thought that was so fascinating that it was so clear, these emotions of embarrassment or not being sure if you're saying the right thing came up so prominently in the dream that I remembered them. So that was really fascinating too. Were you able to relate that to anything that was going on in your waking life? You know, I was trying to think, I mean, I could make some conjectures, but I will say lately, I think just with quarantine and everything, I have been feeling like I really want to go socialize and have fun in a way that I haven't felt since I was young. Because Mm -hmm. when you're out as an adult, you're just busy, you go to work and you see people all day at work. And then you have during the summer, especially lots of engagements, at least for me, I feel like every weekend of the summer is filled up within two weeks of the summer. But right now I'm kind of feeling, maybe it's that feeling of feeling isolated and almost to the point where I feel socially awkward. I forgot how to interact with other humans or something, or I'm just missing that. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what I guessed, but then I did the thing where the Oracle, so the sidewalk Oracle, um, yeah, maybe we should explain what that is real quick. Yeah. Why don't you explain that? So it can be used as you're basically using signs from your environment as like an Oracle card. So you can use it with, you can do it with like asking questions or you could take some themes in your dream and literally while you're walking down the sidewalk ask a question and then say to yourself the third thing I see that seems out of place or 
catches my eye is the thing I'm going to use. So it could be like you overhear someone talking or you overhear someone saying something or you see a logo on a truck or you see a bumper sticker or you see like a, you know, a church, uh, what are those things called? The billboards for the church. The, oh yeah, the light up ones. I don't even know what they're those called. Those sometimes have really good quotes. Um, yeah, just little things like that. You try to find these little things and then it's almost like drawing a card and then taking some, some message from that and applying it to your question. Yeah, and we've talked about things like that before, like astrology or drawing cards. And I think you kind of know my stance on that stuff is I don't know if I actually believe that there's some magical connection or some higher power trying to send me a message, but it shifts your brain to interpret things in a way that you might not usually. Mm-hmm. And I think that as human beings, we discount the importance for us that lies in myth and story and our own mythology. Mm-hmm because that's how we understand things that's how we rationalize the experience the physical experience in our body with what we think is going on we need that so i think doing things like these oracles or the cars or whatever connects you with that mythology and i yeah i used to be like oh it's not scientific but now i totally think we all need to do that in some way yeah it's imagination it's tapping into that part of you that you had when you were a child, you know, that we cut off, we cut ourselves off from at a very young age. And Mm -hmm. a lot of our creativity and um, really good ideas, we kind of cut ourselves off at at a very young age because we're supposed to be adults and we're supposed to be rational and blah, 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 science and whatever. But really imagination is we if our thoughts create our own reality then we all need to be exercising our imagination a little more and this type of play it's really just playing um is a good way for you to start to pick up on little synchronicities and um by synchronicity i mean robert moss the fellow I was telling you about that wrote the book Sidewalk Oracles and has done a lot. He's like a dream board guru. He defines synchronicities as when the universe gets personal. So it's like these personal messages and you're in a state, in a receptive state, imaginative state to receive these messages. Yeah, I think it definitely makes you shift your mind state, as you said, just makes you look at things a little differently and everyone can benefit from looking at things a little differently than the way you always do. So my experience with the Oracle, so I was having all these dreams um, and this one dream, I'm just gonna explain it a little bit just to have context, but I promise this won't be a long winded, oh, this is what I dreamed. And then everybody's (laughs) secretly wanting me to just shut up. So, but so just a little context. So. I, in this dream, there was all these people from high school and we were hanging out and there were these feelings of being all together, feeling young, and there was water and a beach. And then all of a sudden there were all these hallways and there was one of the friends who was pregnant. And I knew that something bad was going to happen 
And I didn't have time to tell everybody. So I just grabbed this pregnant friend and I told her, you just have to come with me. And I went through all these hallways and we hid somewhere together. And I was seeing people with guns and all this scary stuff. But then in my dream, it turned out that those people weren't real and that I was just overreacting. And that girl that I took with me was just like, oh, you weirdo, let's just go back to the party. And I had to just play it off like I was joking, like I didn't really think anything was wrong. And so that day I was driving to work and I decided my Oracle was going to be the next, what do you call those mud flaps on trucks? Mm -hmm. The next one of those that I saw and the next one I saw said Alpine. And I thought how that relates to my dream. And so this was my mythology that I came up with is, uh, so I've been considering moving to a more alpine environment, just like a more mountainous different area. But that transition is really scary to me obviously, because any big life change is really scary. And I think in my head, I'm trying to think of all these reasons why it's scary and just focusing on those things. But those aren't really real. They're just in my head. Um, And I need to see that somehow, or it's going to be shown to me. I might still believe that until it's shown to me that it's not real. And I'll just at that point say, oh, well, you know, I just thought those things, but it's, that's not really the case. How silly of me, because I've experienced that before. So I know that from my experience that those transitions are always terrifying, but you always kind of turn out, everything works out in the end and everything happens for a reason. So that was my interpretation. I don't know if I did that exactly according to the book or not, but it was pretty fun and insight provoking. Well, and that's the thing is really what this comes down to is no one else, no one else can ever interpret your dreams. So if someone says like, I'm a dream interpreter, that unless they're walking you through how to interpret your own dream, no one can interpret your dreams for you. Oh, no one, that's interesting. Yeah. So beware of dream interpreters. <laughs> they might just, they should just be facilitating you figuring it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. That sounds like a really good synchronicity that happened and you got some, some wisdom from it. It's also really oh. fun to, um, to title your dream. Ah. Give it a title. Um, would you give that dream a title? I think it's too far gone now for me to <laughs> to give it a really good title, but I see what you mean. I because I had a dream last night that I already think of a title to, but the title would be the Water Tiger. Mm. Because do you ever have dreams where it feels like you're just watching a movie? It, you're not even in it. And again, I'm going to explain just a little bit of my dream. <laughs> I hope people don't just turn off the podcast when I say that. 
But at the end of my dream, I was watching this guy who was this expert kind of badass diver guy who worked with these tigers underwater for some reason. And, and I had just finished watching Tiger King like a week ago and I'm really obsessed with tigers anyway. They're my spirit animal, at least I think they are. So, but I'd never dreamed about tigers before, I don't think that I can remember. Anyway, this guy is doing his underwater thing with the tigers, but then for some reason he starts to get scared. And then there's, this is gonna sound really gruesome, and then there's all this blood in the water and then it pans out and it's just water as far as you can see. You're just looking across the water, but from underneath. And you see one of the tigers swim up from their cage, up out of their cage to where the guy is, just grab his leg and just start pulling him down. <laughs> and that's the end of my dream. But what a weird visual, and I don't even know where in my brain that could have possibly come from. Like tiger jaws. It was like tiger jaws. But the tiger wasn't scary. It was almost like, you know how monsters are like that in films? Just think they're scary. But I was almost, it was like I understood where the tiger was coming from. Hmm. You identified with the tiger. But I don't think I want to drag somebody underwater. So I don't know really what that's about. So yeah. 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 And if you ever want to play with someone like, to like I could totally say like oh if it were my dream this is how I would interpret it okay how would you interpret it if it was your dream um so for me I always have like pretty hyper violent dreams I either have like sex dreams or I have hyper violent like super violent like splatter gore type insane dreams whoa that sounds and insane so so like see like that sounds like a dream i would have because i have and actually when i was doing my yoga teacher training we went through when we were doing our ayurveda module and we started talking about dreams so there's different dreams for do- different doshas and actually like pitta dreams are often super violent hmm. and i think i have it here so pitta dreams are Themes are fiery, war, and violence. Sata dreams, quick, active, many, and fearful. And Kapha dreams, lakes, snow, and romance. I and never have dreams of any of those. <laughs> Me neither. And Tibor is total Kapha. It's my partner, Tibor, is total Kapha. And he has the most, like, he's, like, fishing, or he's swimming, Aww, or he's, so like, nice. they're super he's eating something sweet like he has these really less lovely dreams and i'm i'm like i watched people get murdered for like half of the night and it's so normal for me yeah so sometimes i wonder too after after that i was like well maybe when i do have these really violent dreams that's like could be symptomatic of like a pitta excess or something like that i don't know that's like a whole nother road to go down but I thought I'd share that because I always thought that was really interesting are you you're more vata I think I'm a vata pitta but more vata and I definitely have a lot of 
fearful worry dreams mm. <laughs> which kind of sucks as well i wish i had dreams of snow and romance that sounds much nicer eating sweets and eating <laughs> bowls of pudding yeah i would much rather have that yeah yeah um but anyways um so so if it were my dream that underwater tiger um so i would think about what tigers mean to me and there were two tigers there was just one tiger oh there's one tiger okay because i have i have a, a tiger spirit animal too but it's actually a pair but um if it were my dream i would think about because and this is what i've learned too is every character in your dream represents some aspect of you so i would think in some way i was being um controlled or caged in some way and it was about rebellion for me about like i would see myself as the tiger and getting out of my cage and seeking not just revenge but like restoring peace to my circumstances yeah like ending the cycle of captivity right right freeing freeing oneself and tigers do swim um which i didn't know about until recently I that'd be so cool to see a swimming tiger from from a distance not when you're in oh my god how <laughs> terrifying yes like yeah, a tiger swimming up to you oh my gosh <laughs> only if i was jasmine from aladdin and it was my pet tiger do you ever see life of pi actually no i've never seen he's that. like the tigers on the boat with him you know i should totally you should watch, watch that i can't believe i haven't watched that that's a really good and that's water tiger yeah those are all my dream things yeah so this is like the fun thing about talking to someone else about your dream is they can say well if it were my dream like i think of this and i think of like life pie and like his relationship to the tiger and then i think about my own kind of breaking out of some kind of prison essentially and um finding a way to freedom and sometimes that's not all rainbows and roses sometimes you know there's a there's conflict in the to get there there's conflict to get there but it's I'm, also the nature of a tiger to kill and yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i'm totally gonna watch that tonight that's that's it's a really cool movie well, since, uh, so we don't have a ton of time left. I want to hear about your dream analysis. Experience. Yeah, I didn't. So, um, like I said, I have these sex, my, my dreams were pretty consistent, sex dreams, violence. Um, I did have the classic, I couldn't believe I had one of these while we were during this last week, but the classic, you're back in college. And you're in class and you, and you didn't do any of the homework and you have a test and, so this one i had one like that it was me trying first i couldn't find my class like i have these um dreams it's like a theme where i can't i have my schedule but i can't find the classroom and then in one of one of the parts of the dream like i was in a classroom and i sat through the whole class and then realized i was in the wrong class um 
Yeah, I was in physics and I was like, I'm already taking physics. I have a bachelor in science and I've taken like physics one and two. And it's always some kind of mathy type class, <laughs> isn't it? Because yeah. those those are the ones that you can't like, pardon my language, but you can't bullshit your way. <laughs> There's like, you know it or you don't. Yeah. Which is so funny. And I always have those dreams when I am nervous about something coming up. Are you nervous about anything coming up? I'm, I'm a little nervous because I'm switching um, places for work. Um, I've got a new, getting a, I just signed the lease on a new office space. And I'm a little nervous about um, just, yeah, I mean, the, the entire uncertainty of the future, I would say. Um, and I think I'm, I'm kind of what it reminds me of, and I didn't even use like an Oracle for this. This was just me thinking about it is that I put a lot of work into something and I don't want to have to like throw that away and start over somewhere else. And that was like that whole, like me sitting through the class, but I'm like, I'm in the wrong class is that fear oh. of like building on something, building something up, and then deciding to take it in a different direction, kind of losing that time I spent. It's never a loss, but, but it can feel like that. In your fearful like subconscious, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I had this great dream. I often have dreams, sex dreams about women, although I'm pretty straight. I'm in a, I'm in a monogamous straight relationship and but um what is the word like for bisexual is there like a unisexual could you be a unisexual because i feel like straight makes it sound like other people are skew right and it is kind of i mean it is a spectrum like sexual preference is a spectrum and um you know i would definitely have sex with a woman and i have had sex with women but i wouldn't I don't think I'd want to have a relationship with a woman, but I don't know. Maybe I would eventually if like, I don't know. Right now I'm in a long-term heterosexual relationship. Oh yeah, heterosexual. Heterosexual relationship. <laughs> <was> like, unisexual. <laughs> Hetero. Um, but I had this, I, I sometimes have these dreams about these beautiful women. And and again, it's it's like, that could be me showing some aspect of myself, right? Mm -hmm. that maybe something that I'm trying to achieve or a combination of women who have qualities that I desire. Well, and you were just saying that every, every person you dream represents you in some way. So maybe. Right. So this hot blonde woman that I was making out with and she used a vibrator on me. <laughs> um, she was a cross between this Pilates teacher woman. She's kind of like, an influencer Pilates teacher, and then this pelvic PT that uh, is very attractive. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's all right, like that's me, like it's the yeah. Pilates and PT. So who knows? So maybe that's like she represents some kind of aspect of my higher self, but that's fulfilling your need. Yeah, yeah. And just this, like, it was more of like a union versus like a very sexual, I don't know, it's more sensual and more, more about union. So there's kind of like a divine type aspect to it. But um, 
yeah, I mean, I think it's just this desire within me to, you know, just tap into more of the divine feminine and mm -hmm. using sexual energy for creativity and things like that. So I really think that that's, it's, I don't know, I've done this so much, like I can usually look at my dreams and I'm like, oh, it's very rare when I have a dream that I need to use an oracle on because I usually get the hits right away, oh. first, personally. And I you're, think that's only because I've done this for so long. You're a pro. <laughs> you're a pro I've done dreamer. a lot of like, I've, I've done workshops, I've done um, experiment lucid dreaming. I've kept dream journals since I was a kid. So I didn't have anything this week that was like really crazy. Um, I had a, I have like consistently have bartending dreams from when I bartended and waited tables and stuff. That never goes away. If you've ever worked in the service industry, you will have dreams where you're what we call in the weeds um, for the rest of your life, pretty much. Well, I've done service jobs and I don't dream about that. How long, how, ma how many years were you in? Were you in? <laughs> how much time did you do? How much time? Let's see. I worked uh, at, since I was like 16, I did some kind of like working at restaurants and then in college and then after college, I worked in coffee shops and stuff. So, hmm. well, you're probably time. the first person I've met who worked in service industry that didn't but have those the, dreams. The thing is that maybe because I did different things, like at first I did um, not catering, but big event stuff. And then after that, I worked in, you know, like takeout places when I was in college. And then after that, I worked in coffee shops. So maybe if they were all different, they had a different tone. Were you, were you waiting tables at all? Or was it more like service, just like food service? Drink more service. like, yeah, more like counter service. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. Everyone I've talked to who's been a, like, maybe it's being a waiter. <laughs> There's definitely something about it, but it's also bartending because I actually, ha I mean, I bartended more than I waited tables and I have bartending like nightmares where I can't like the tickets just keep coming in and it's taking me like 15 minutes to make one drink. <laughs> so it was like traumatizing to bartend. I mean, it, it wasn't when it was happening. The dreams are definitely worse than what it feels like to actually be in the weeds and you can't get caught up. Mm -hmm. um, so another weird thing I just want to mention about the theme that came with my dreams was um, they all seem, the characters in the dream seem to talk to me like, not in the present moment, but like the, something, everything had already happened. So like in one dream, when in the bartender dream, I'm sitting in a bar and a drunk guy, huge guy, slams his empty beer bottle down on the bar, like hard. And I just stare at it and I'm like, I can't believe that didn't break. He was just blabbering drunk. And the bartender, I guess I worked at this bar, but I was like off or something. And the bartender tells him to pipe down and I go behind the bar and I'm talking to the bartender. I'm like, gosh, you were so nice to that guy. Like he clearly needs to be cut off. And he said, oh, you should, you should see what I do to him later. 
so, and there's little things like that throughout my dreams where these little hints that it's like, this already happened, like you're in a dream. So if I was trying to lucid dream, that would be like a really good cue or clue to help me wake up within the dream and why would you should see what I do to him later be a clue that you were in a dream? Because he's talking to me like the whole night already played out. He had already like, oh. like we were revisiting this time. You should, you should, he said, you should see what I have to do to him later. That's or what I had to do to him later, something like that. Kind of like talking about the future as if it had already happened. Yes, yes. And that happened a few nights in a row. Oh, that's kind of, so, I don't know why that kind of gives me the creeps. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, you can tell it's just not right. It's just something's off. Right. And those little things, if you're learning how to lucid dream, where lucid dreaming is simply you learn how to control your dreams and you can, you can fly and you can go to different countries and you can just have fun, you can have sex with whoever you want. <laughs> it's another way, fun thing of lucid dreaming. But those are little things that pop up they're like little little cues and you can pick up on them or not um it's kind of like in your waking life when you're picking up on those little clues from the environment those little synchronicities that are all around us if we're open enough to to actually notice them we can use them to change our reality or our perception about a specific problem or issue but in dreams you can use those little things that pop up as like Oh, maybe I'm actually dreaming and I can turn this into my, you know, something into my favor. Yeah. That seems like it would be really fun to try to do that. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast to talk about lucid dreaming, but mm -hmm. yeah. So one other weird thing I wanted to mention, I remember this so well when I was younger, I think I, I was like preteen, pretty young. And I just thought one night, I want to see if I can make myself dream something. You know what I mean? Uh, choose the topic of my dream. And before I went to bed, I was lying in bed and I just thought really hard about flowers. And just for as long as I could, I just, my mind would try and do something else. And I would just think about flowers. And I wasn't, I didn't know anything about meditating or concentration or anything I just would say no I'm just gonna think about flowers and that night I had the most wonderful dream of just running through fields of flowers whoa it was so great and I always remember that but I haven't been able to do that again so I don't know what the deal with that is I think maybe have I you just... tried have you really tried I've tried but not I don't think with the same uh, bigger because mm -hmm. not, I just wanted to know that I could do it. And now <laughs> that I know I could do it, I'm not as motivated, I guess. Uh, and I just have more on my mind now than I did when I was young. That's pretty cool though. Me. How old were you? I was, I think I was really young, probably like 11. Oh, wow. But then I had this other dream also when I was really young that I still remember it. It was like, I lived an entire life in the span of a night of dreaming and I was a ninja <laughs> nice and I did all my ninja training and my life as a ninja up until I was old 
And then I woke up and I remember going downstairs to my dad and saying, dad, last night I dreamed I was a ninja and I told him all about my training and everything. And he basically just said, oh, that's kind of funny that you had a dream that you were a ninja. But I wonder, it almost, it almost felt kind of cosmic, like I went into another dimension and just lived another life for a while. I mean, or could have been a past life, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was one of my past lives. That would be cool if you could actually like have the skills that you learn. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a ninja, and you wake up with like ninja skills. <laughs> like, yeah, like, really, like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be sweet, but that did not happen. I have no ninja skills. <laughs> yeah. You have some ninja skills. I have some ninja skills. I won't say I have no ninja skills. <laughs> yeah, that was such a fun uh, project. I really enjoyed that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could do something uh, some other time, like a variation for because dreams are so like such a broad category. We could even do something else on dreams eventually. I think we should maybe sometime try to lucid dream. I mean, I don't know how far we can get. Maybe we can make it a two week project. Mm -hmm. We, could we check should do in. that next because uh, we've got a break next week because I'm out of town. Oh yeah. Yeah, we want to try and lucid dream. I'm just, the only reason I'm hesitant is because when I was in my 20s and I learned how to lucid dream, I got really into it and like I started to not understand the lines between waking life oh. and dream life were blurred. And I would talk to people in my dreams and make plans and stuff. And I thought that was really happening. And then I talked to them a couple days later in waking life. I'd be like, so remember what we were talking about on Tuesday? And they're like, no, that didn't happen. We never talked, but it was really just me Whoa. remembering it in a dream. And I started to feel like I was going insane. I'm like, I'm going crazy. Maybe this stuff's like, but I'm actually in a, in a better place, I think, mentally than I was in my 20s. Like, I think I'm stronger mentally to handle something like that. But you got to respect, respect the whole uh, process and know yeah, that those kind of things might I mean, how long were you practicing lucid dreaming before that happened? I mean, I was pretty hardcore with it for about, I would say like six to eight months. Okay, so probably two weeks we won't be yeah. mixing up reality and <laughs> our dreams. We'll probably just see a light switch and try and turn it on and it won't turn on. Right. Yeah, and part of me was like, but what is my then... sleep, my dream life, my real life, and then this is, this is the dream? right now yeah I don't know why that just gives me the creeps it just feels so wrong you know but I still want to try it we should try it even if you can just get like to notice that you're dreaming that can be really cool because you'll be in the dream and yeah you can try the light switch light switches um digital clocks typically you can't read the digital clock um there's a really great movie called waking life it's an animated movie that kind of goes through all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Little tricks. That. Yeah. I'll put it in the, in the show notes. Um, yeah, this stuff's great. I could talk about dreams forever. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm down to do the lucid dreaming. And we'll try it. Yeah. I'll be, it should be really interesting for me going camping. Trying to lucid dream. Yeah. 
That will be interesting. I don't know why, but I'm sure it will be. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. We'll give it a go. So no show next week. Right, unless you want to do a solo cast. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it without you. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a rerun. I was gonna say, like, we could schedule something. I could go to a coffee shop. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Just listen to one of our older episodes if you haven't listened to all of them already. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Any final words? I don't think so. So. How do we know that this is not a dream? We don't. We've no. talked about simulation theory. And honestly, the more I think about it, the more I believe this might be. I just want to know who, who's, who's, uh, who's the player. I don't want to know. I'm like that guy in the matrix who just wants to eat his steak and like not know that it's not a steak. The guy who sabotages the whole. I, I wouldn't sabotage everybody, but I, I empathize with him. I'm like, it's kind of <laughs> nice just, you know. Ignorance is bliss. I don't want to live in the robot world with the crappy clothes and yucky food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little shallow. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't sabotage everybody. <laughs> okay, so anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's it from us. Uh, happy 4th of July, everybody. Oh, yeah. Be safe. Mm -hmm. Stay. Uh, yep. Enjoy your time. Stay and weird we out there. Yep. Keep it weird for us next week. You'll have to do that on your own. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with some fun stuff on lucid dreaming. Sounds great. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Daria. I'm Christine. And we're reminding you to get a little weird. Get a little weird. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.